When I was 18, I was a bit mental. I was going through my so-called spicy stage. Well, I ended up bringing two older guys back to my flat at uni, and well, we all hooked up. Fast forward five years, I met this amazing guy. Literally the best person I've ever met and I fell for him instantly. However, when I finally met his family at a barbecue, I go into his parents' house and who is there? Lo and behold, one of the men I hooked up with. It was his dad. Why does this happen to me? And in case you're curious, no, I'm not with this guy anymore. After I read this originally, I thought this was some kind of movie plot. Also, I really feel for the OP here because it sounded like she found someone great, but I don't think this is something that you can work through with your partner no matter how understanding they are. I'm also curious if she told the boyfriend because if this was only a five-year period, it's more than likely that the father was cheating. Either way, it does seem like she's moved on, but let me know, how would you have handled this situation? This next story has a little family drama. I hate my parents' favoritism. I have a twin who is a minute younger. My parents have always favored them as I was older, but it baffles me because we're twins. My twin is fitter and more popular, while I've had to work extra to not put on weight, and I'm smarter. I have older siblings, but one is in another country, and one is quite stupid. I am by far more intelligent than them, and I'm the only one to be accepted into a good school. I really noticed the favoritism as my dad was prouder of her achievements and never told her off. While I never really had an amazing relationship with him, he claimed to love me all the same. I once remembered when his friends were over and got too drunk to go home, the couple had to stay in my bed while I had to go sleep on the couch, and they hurled in my bed. I had enough today when my sibling lost my charger and refused to help me find it. I asked my parents for help and they criticized me for being lazy, even though I have sports practice throughout the week and wake up earlier than all of them. I was really mad and had to spend my own money for a replacement. I was naive and thought I could forgive her and let her use my laptop for schoolwork. When I got back and went to check on my work, it was gone as she managed to erase it. I stormed into her room while she was blasting some terrible music on her Alexa and I ripped it out of the socket. Now, I have to pay for it. Well, I hope my parents will be excited for their care home. I feel for the OP here. I can only imagine how tough it can be feeling that your family doesn't acknowledge you when you seem to be doing everything right and your siblings are doing everything wrong. I hope they can get out of this situation in the future because it seems like it's pretty rough on their mental health. But things gotta be pretty bad if you're looking forward to putting your parents in a care home. This next story is a little spicy. I, female 22, lost my virginity to a stripper, female 27. I've known her for six months and this happened last night. I met her in one of our classes and thought she was really chill. After we talked for a while, I felt comfortable enough to let her know that I was a virgin. To my surprise, she wasn't judgmental at all, but she let me know that she didn't mind taking it if I was comfortable with it because she's attracted to me. I'm still surprised she's attracted to me because I'm super girly. Heels, acrylics all the time, makeup, the works, and so is she. Then she told me she's a stripper and wanted me to go see her dance at some point. I went out of curiosity because I've never been to a strip club before. Her body and dancing was amazing. We hung out a lot, and one night we were at my house watching a movie and eating pizza when she started to cry and told me that she liked me because I was the first person to treat her like a human after I knew that she was a stripper. Apparently, many people have crapped on her after learning what her job is, and I think it's messed up for people to be that judgmental of anyone. I fell in love with her because she's sweet, thoughtful, and funny. Last night was the best night of my life. She was sweet and gentle with me and asked if I was okay. The whole time she kept telling me how beautiful she thinks I am, and it shocked me because I don't look good at all. She's girly, but she has this masculine dominant energy. I wouldn't be surprised if she only wanted me for hookups. I'm not exactly a catch. 
but I'm glad that I lost it to her. Well, this OP lived out one of my fantasies. In all seriousness, it does seem like they might have some self-esteem issues here. Combine that with the whole losing their virginity thing, I think this is a normal human response. I'm really hoping things work out for this OP. This next story should star Nicolas Cage. Digging up my great-great-grandfather's grave for hidden treasure. What happened was, I discovered a worn journal and it later explained how his possessions will be passed down to his son. However, his son died for some reason and it was never passed down the family line. He marked his hidden treasure location where he buried it in his own grave. My friend, cousin, and I both agreed to dig up the treasure and whatever we found, we would divide equally among us three. We had a long drive to the location, which was located literally in the middle of nowhere, which works well for us since nobody is around, and we decided to do the job around midnight to 2am. Overall, it took us a couple of hours of digging. Luckily, we all picked up some shovels and gloves to make the job more comfortable. We had other tools to break open the coffin. However, after we got dirty and tired of digging for so many hours, we found an envelope. We discovered my great-great-grandfather had marked the location in a different cemetery in a separate grave as well. After a few more days of reorganizing and replanning, we all agreed not to tell anybody about it. Once we finally got to the place this time, it was different. It was located somewhere not so isolated and rural as the last one. Anyway, one of us decided to be the lookout in case someone was watching us. And we decided to take turns digging as it would speed up the process. After a few hours of digging, we found what we were looking for. Overall, all I can say is what we discovered made us a lot of money, but not enough to make us rich to the end of our days. We all agreed not to tell our friends, family members, or anyone else for that matter. Also, where my great-great-grandfather marked the treasure's location was in a grave which had nobody in it as it was explained in the note. However, I feel kind of bad for doing so now. Am I the jerk for digging up a grave for money and keeping it for myself? This story was wild. I think everyone has dreamt of finding a map and searching for buried treasure, but this OP lived it. I will say he did state that the note said there was no dead bodies in these graves, but you can't be 100% sure of that. So they had to have been okay with the idea of digging up a dead person to make this happen. So that's a little sus in my opinion, but overall this is a pretty cool story. Sadly, the OP can only share it online and not in real life. This next story might make you cringe. I've been dating my stepbrother for two years. To understand the situation better, I'll have to give some background info. Basically, this all started when I was 14, a freshman in high school. My mom was obviously divorced and was dating around with men who usually also had children. Sometimes when my mom thought the relationship was going to work out, she would have her kids, my family, meet the other guy's kids. So this was normal to me. Until one time, we were going to go meet my mom's new boyfriend and his kids at the movies to see the all-woman Ghostbuster movie. When I met the new boyfriend's kids, he had a son in my grade that was the same age as me. I instantly got nervous because I thought he was super fine, but I felt weird being it was my mom's boyfriend's son, you know? Next thing I know, I'm 15 and my mom is marrying this man. His family moved into my mom's house and living with the son, we'll call him Kay, we slowly became best friends. We loved the same video games, movies, we texted all the time. It was great because it was like my best friend moved in with me and we had lots of fun. Now it's 2020 and I'm 18 and about to graduate high school. Me and Kay start slowly falling in love. It was really out of nowhere. I think we both realized that we had both been there throughout the years and we were still besties despite me going through various high school phases. 
We then started waiting for everyone to go to bed so we could cuddle and sneak around and such. We also waited till eight months into the relationship to actually do the deed. So it was a deep, loving relationship, not that stepbro, stepsis, spicy stuff. We kept it a secret for an entire year. We were going to tell everyone, but his dad got cancer, and we felt like it wouldn't be a good time. Someone ended up finding out and telling our parents. Side note, everyone in our family thought we were dating before we actually were. When our parents found out, they said we would have to move out, which we understood. Presently, we moved out. we're in a relationship and the whole family knows now some questions as a reader and a stranger do you find the situation weird it's not like we grew up together and i couldn't help hormonally or emotionally falling in love and should i still keep it a secret i don't tell my co-workers or friends of friends because i'll have to explain the whole thing honestly just give me your opinion first off i don't like that the op insinuates that the step bro stepsis spicy stuff isn't deeper loving don't ruin the show bro in all seriousness i don't find this weird maybe it's my degenerate brain but they knew each other before their parents started dating and they aren't related by blood i get the optics might look bad but even their own parents thought they were dating before so i don't see the big deal i don't think the op needs to keep it a secret but at the same time it's whatever makes their life easier in my opinion this next story might make you mad i poked a hole in a condom and purposely got a girl pregnant to prove i wasn't gay this was in the late 80s and i was about 14 or 15 and it wasn't a great time to be a gay teenager not that that excuses what i did i was so afraid of being outed that i started a relationship with my then best friend's sister my friends were consistently messing with me about not having slept with her and calling me gay they were just joking but i took it so seriously that i convinced her to hook up with me. I poked a hole in the condom hoping she would get pregnant so that I would have proof. She did end up getting pregnant and when I found out the reality of what I did it hit me. She just thought the condom didn't work and I never told her that I did it on purpose. She was forced to go to an alternative school and eventually dropped out to have the baby. Her and her family moved away with the baby and I never kept in contact with them. I've always felt like a POS for ruining her life and abandoning my kid. So I usually try to look at all sides when it comes to stories like this, but I gotta say this OP is a POS. I mean, to ruin someone's life because you were insecure about being teased is just terrible. And to make things worse, you let the female deal with all the burdens of raising a child? Yeah, I'm sorry, this OP should feel bad for what they did, and they should try to make it up somehow. With this next story, I want to know how many of you can relate. God help me, I just don't find people that interesting. One of my friends who used to be socially anxious has blossomed into a wonderful conversationalist, capable of getting along with just about anyone and showing, or at least faking, a genuine interest in everything they have to say. I've gone in the opposite direction. I don't care about people's works, I don't care about sports, I don't care about the weather. I don't care about the thing you just bought, conversations about politics are usually meaningless, human life is limited in the number of facets, and nearly all of them are boring and are no interest to me. Believe me, I don't feel like some aloof badass saying this. It's torture. I had really hoped that as I found my footing as an adult, I would finally be able to meet people and talk to them. But my frustration has only deepened. I wanted to become someone who could learn to talk to people easily. But the more I learn, the less interested I become. You're basic, and I hate us both. I feel for the OP here. It's hard when you want something in life, but your brain or body just tells you differently. I'm not sure if this is something that can be worked on. Hopefully it can be, because it seems like this person might be spiraling into a future of loneliness. This next story is kind of sad. I abandoned my own twin brother and now I think he's dead. My brother and I were raised in extremely harmful environments, in every way possible. We moved to the US from Central America when we were both eight. We were the oldest of our six siblings. 
My mother died while giving birth to our youngest sister. So since then, we came to America with just our dad. It took me years to realize what kind of person he was. I'm sure he messed with all of our heads to the point beyond repair. I'm saying this because how can you still look up to somebody and respect them when they've harmed you? I honestly feel brainwashed and no amount of therapy will ever fix that. While my way of coping with my father's problems was simply complying with everything he said and avoiding reasons to make him angry, my brother chose the opposite approach. Since he turned about 13, he started leaving the house and not coming back for days, hanging out with suspicious people, getting high in some ditch, and making money in the most disgusting ways. When he was 17, my father caught my brother with another guy in his room. Something to know about a Latino, Catholic, obsessively conservative and masculine man? He was not very happy about it. He kicked my brother out that day, and I didn't do anything. Not then, and not for the next nine years. I think that this is another thing that will keep me up at night for the rest of my life and won't let me look at myself in the mirror. The other day, I went back to our hometown to see some of our old friends, just to maybe find out something about what he's doing now. But no one could tell me anything, except that the few days after we were separated, he was staying next to a motel on the street. After that, it's like he disappeared. I searched online looking for any information, social media, but I found nothing. So he either changed his name, moved from the country, and is living a very successful life, or he just met the same fate as many people that we used to know when we were kids. This was a rough story, and it's hard to relate to something like this when you didn't have a family that hurt you like the OP did. I hope this OP can find their brother someday and get at least a small win in what seems to be a pretty rough life. With this next story, I want to know if this has ever happened to you. I've been catfishing for more than half of my life. I started when I was 13 on MySpace. My parents were strict and wouldn't let me dress how I wanted. I was really into the emo scene back then. So I made a fake profile of an emo girl and got really popular. It felt amazing. I grew so much confidence with this online persona. I had a small friend group in real life, but online, everyone loved me. I had never had this sort of attention before. I dated a few people online, but it never lasted more than a few months. It was good for the times I felt lonely. My teen years flew by and I spent most of them online pretending to be someone I wasn't. I mean, the personality was me, but the name and the photos were not. I created one specific profile online that has been active for years now. I dated someone for three years online, always making excuses on why we couldn't meet up as he lived in another state. It ended and I found another guy. That lasted a year or so, but eventually he found the profile of the girl's photos I was using. Then I had another online relationship that was on and off for about three years. I feel so much guilt for the way I led them on. I truly fell in love with all three of these guys. Last breakup was really hard on me, so I haven't spoke with anyone romantically online since. It's been about five years now. I still have the profile and I update it every now and then. I don't really talk to anyone with it. It's mostly just there. It has about 400 followers slash acquaintances. I just can't bring myself to delete it. In real life, I'm now 30, engaged, and have a baby. I don't know why I can't just delete this catfish profile. I feel like it's a part of me now, but at the same time, I don't really know who I am anymore. It's really hard for me to relate to the OP here because I'm someone who deletes social media profiles quite often, even if they do have sentimental value. Also, I can't get on board with the emotional and mental stress she's most likely causing these other people. I'm sure the OP used catfishing as an outlet because they did grow up in what seems to be a strict household, although that doesn't really excuse their actions. This is why I recommend everybody learn what a reverse image search is. You might just save yourself some heartbreak in the future. So that's it for today's episode. Let me know your favorite story in that comment section down below. Don't forget to follow on Spotify and hit that subscribe button if you want more content like this in the future.